You're listening to the midweek service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. Well, aren't you just so glad, so thankful for the Holy Spirit? I'm so thankful for all, hallelujah, how good and how great and how wonderful he is. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. I do. I thank God for God's amazing grace. And, you know, in the midst of all this, you know, we've been talking about healing and and continuing to share truths along that line. Uh, I just felt impressed to do that because of, you know, just feeding myself on it from my mom. My mom, I talked to her and she's doing quite well. And so praise the Lord for that. Um, You know, she just shared with me, you know, she said, well, you know, I gave up and I wanted to die. And so I was dying. I said, yep, mom, I knew that I was there. (laughs) She said, but now, you know what? I think I'm going to live. I said, well, that's good. Let's do this. So, so, you know, listen, changing and turning is half the battle. Amen. And, uh, you know, so I praise God for that. And we had a great conversation today. So it was really, really cool. So I thank God for that and, and his amazing goodness and grace. So hallelujah, good stuff. Hey, turn with me if you would to Psalms 50. We're going to talk about, she was just singing there and the Holy Spirit just kind of quickened to me and um, I got a whole other sermon, but we're going, to, we're, going to, we're going to go with this one. You know, she called me today and she said, well, it sounds like you're tired. I said, well, I just read about 30 scripts, you know, went through 30 different sermons, read, was reading the word of God and I was just sitting here and then I realized I hadn't eaten anything all day. So, uh, you know, I thought, well, I might be a little bit out of it. Maybe I had to go you know, do some things. But, you know, the reason is because I just was fellowshipping with the Lord and, and, and fellowshipping with him. God's so wonderful because he knows exactly what we need. He knows exactly what you and I need in the midst of chaos, in the midst of what's going on. And the enemy's always trying to, uh, you know, get us to, if he can't stop us, he's always trying to push us. Did you know that? He's always trying to make us hurry, do things, and get us so caught up in so many different areas. But uh, as she was singing in the songs that she was singing here, talking about our praise and how powerful it is. How you know that we praise God because we have a relationship with him? We're not praising God to get something from him. We're not trying to say, God, if I do enough of this, you're going to do this. No, we praise God for who he is. Paul said this, you know, in Timothy, he said, I think in First Timothy, you know, he said this, First Timothy chapter 1, I think he said down there, he said, I know in whom I believed. I know in whom I believe, and I know that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. Amen? I know in whom I believe. Not what, but who. Aren't you glad it's all about relationship? Amen. Psalms 50, verse 23, and I'm going to read it out of the New Living Translation. I can, you know, because it talks about offering the sacrifice of praise. But in, in, the, in the New Living Translation, it says, But giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me. God's doing the talking here. Offer the sacrifice of praise. Hallelujah. It truly honors me, God says. If you keep to my path, I will reveal to you the salvation of God. Amen. Now go with me, if you would, over to Hebrews chapter 13. Go to Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 15. Hallelujah. Hebrews 13, 15. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hebrews 13, 15 says this. You know, in the King James, it says, let us therefore offer the sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of his lips, giving praise to his name. Amen. In the New Living Translation, it says this. Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. Amen. 
It says, therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. Aren't you glad for the name of Jesus, the power and the authority? You know, God's given us authority, but we have to exercise the dominion here. Authority takes care of the spiritual, but dominion takes care of the natural. You know, God told Adam and Eve, he said, listen, when you go, I've given you authority and I've given you dominion. Many times we as Christians, we don't take our dominion because we don't want to offend anybody. But glory to God, we need to stand up and start talking. The Bible says that the word is an offense to, to, to everybody. So we got to declare the word of God. We're not going to grow in that, that direction because I want to stay in the aspect of praise and worship and magna. Because how many you know that when you get a heart of praise and worship, you get your song back, you get your strength back. Amen. You know, that was the one thing you know, in the midst of what we were you know, doing. And I brag on my wife because it's blessing, you know, she, her CD. But when my mom, they didn't have a CD player. And she wanted to hear the CD because we brought it for her. So I went out and bought her a CD player, put it in her room there. And that was the thing that would just calm her down the peace and the presence of God and give her to have good sleep. And it was a tremendous blessing. And then, of course, she still listens to it now and what goes on. But it, it's like there's something about praise and worship that changes things. And even if you can't sing like me, praise God, you still make a joyful noise. Amen. I make a joyful noise. I sing, I sing no matter what. We were, we were in a store and the lady said, man, your music is soothing. And I said, my music? Because I'm humming, my motor's running, I'm doing something. She's always like, hey, 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 calm down, bring it down a notch here. So I am. I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, we're just standing in line to purchase something. It was a long line. And I didn't even know I was humming and singing, whatever, whatever I do, you know, that's just me. And, but I don't care. You know, I'm not doing it for anybody but God. Hallelujah. I'm allowing, you know, uh, what God's doing. Because how do you know that our faith, our faith rests in the integrity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his word? I'm going to say it again. Our faith rests in the integrity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his word and God and his word. So has God ever failed his word? Can God's word ever fail? I mean, I love what Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3 says. It says, the worlds were framed by the word of God. That means every morning that I wake up and the earth is still here, God's word still works. Because God's, God, that's what's holding everything together. You know, God spoke into existence this world. God's the one that's spoken. So when you wake up and the world's still here, guess what? Every promise, every word is still here. It still works. And God told us some things here. He told us that if we offer up the sacrifice of praise, God's going to reveal himself. He's going to reveal his salvation. He's going to reveal his healing. Amen. He's going to reveal truth to us. Amen. It's just what messes everybody up because most people, they get religious. Most people have, you know, their faith in a doctrine. And when their doctrine gets messed up or their theology gets messed up, they get messed up. It's true. You know, it gets messed up when God blesses somebody they don't think God should be blessing. It gets messed up when they think, well, how, why did God do that for them? And not for me. I mean, I know I'm holier than they are. And that's one of the problems already. You know, you know it's, 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 it's such a, such a bad, bad, bad situation. Hey, go with me to Philippians chapter 4. Let's look at another scripture here before I get to meddling with you too bad. Hallelujah. Amen. (laughs) Glory to God. Philippians chapter 4. Look at verse 4. It says, always be full of joy in the Lord. Or the King James says, rejoice in the Lord always. 
And again, I say rejoice. It says, Re- always be full of the joy of the Lord. I say it again. Rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember the Lord is coming soon. He goes on to say, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Amen. How do you know that we rejoice in the Lord always? And again, I say rejoice. You know, that word rejoice, is a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pretty emphatic word. It talks about, you use something. it actually means to jump up, turn around, spin around, and shout. So how many of you know most people don't ever rejoice? <laughs> they don't. They don't rejoice. They don't. But many people praise a little bit. It's amazing that we go home and we watch this, you know, every night after Wednesday night, we go home and we watch this and uh, to see how, how uh, good she did and how bad I did. But we, we watch this and then, uh, you know, it's amazing to see how good we worship. <laughs> you know, you watch yourself, you go, oh my gosh, what was wrong with me that night? But the problem with that, problem with that is, is that, and that's not coming against, it's just that when you know that you're going to meet with somebody and you know that you actually get to truly meet with the King of Kings and the Lord and you have something to rejoice about, you have something to praise God about, then it changes everything. That's why you guys all know Psalms 100. You know, Psalms 100 is so cool. Psalms 100 and verse 4 is when it talks about we enter his gates with thanksgiving, we enter his courts with praise. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and we're honoring him and we're thanking him and we're magnifying him and we're, you know, glorifying God for all that he's doing in our lives. And, and the wonderful thing about it is, is that, do you know the greatest thing about for healing and health and for just joy and, and just peace and just strength in you is to learn how to praise and to worship and to magnify God. Get a song. Get something. The Bible says a man hath joy by the answer of his mouth. And the Bible says that we've got joy and, and a man of understanding draws that joy out of him. Him. Amen. Amen. And we can't, and here's one of the biggest, you know what our greatest joy is? Is God still God. God's got it. Amen. Hebrews 10.35 says this, cast not away your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward or great recompense of joy. Amen. Because it goes on to say, after having done the word of God or having done the will of God, then you receive the promise. Amen? But cast not away your confidence. Remember 1 John 5, 14 says, this is the confidence that we have in him. See, we have confidence in a person. Our integrity stands in a person, not a doctrine, not a theology, not this. It's in a person. It's in the Lord Jesus Christ. It changes. It's amazing. You know, I remember a sermon that Brother Hagin did one time called The Praise Cure. And it talked about this guy that uh, he, he was a traveling evangelist and he went around and every time he go, he had, he had, a, he had something wrong with him and he'd tell everybody, pray, please pray. When you think about it, just pray for me. Believe God with me. And, just pray. And, he, and he got so bad that he had to stop being in the ministry and he, and he was out at his, his, his father-in-law's farm and he was just there. Getting, and he said, you know what? He, he thought about it. He was sitting there and he said, you know what? If, if, if everybody that I went to, I went for almost 10 years going around he said, and telling everybody to pray for me, if, if even just half of them prayed one minute, it would be hours and hours and hours of prayer. So prayer's not going to get it. Prayer's not going to get my healing. He said, you know what I'm going to do? He said, I'm going to get, and he, and he couldn't hardly move, couldn't hardly walk, so he actually crawled down and got away from that, went out in a clump of trees out there in the middle of something, and he said, you know what I'm going to do? He goes, Lord, I'm not going to pray one leg. I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to praise you. I'm just going to praise you with all of my strength, and he said, you know, the devil was telling me, you've crawled down here, you're going to die, and they're going to find you dead. The buzzards are going to lead everybody to you. They may be circling, you know, because that's what you see. 
You know, you see all the worst. He said, no, I'm just going to praise you. I'm going to pray either I'm going to praise you till I die or I'm going to praise you till I'm well. And he said, you know, I couldn't hardly praise above a whisper, but all I did was say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. And he said, I just kept doing it, doing it. He said, you know what? After the space of two hours, I was standing up praising God and totally, totally healed. And you look at it and you go, wow, you know, that was it. Yeah, he was me. But here's the thing about it is he just decided, wait a minute. If, if prayer was going to get the job done, it would have got the job done. Amen. How do you know that it was Paul and Silas were in that jail? They, they prayed, but then they also sang praises and then the earthquake came. You know, there's some things about it. See, what happens is to us is that we get into the battle, we get into the fight mode and we want to, we want to dig in and we want to do this until... And I like that, but you know what? Sometimes you got to just step back and go, you know what? Glory to God. I think I'm just going to praise God. Hallelujah. Because some of you know the Bible says that it's through faith and patience. I'm just preaching tonight. I'm just letting scriptures flow. Through faith and patience that we inherit the promise. The greatest thing about praising and worshiping God and about standing for your healing and standing in faith for anything is you got to have patience. You got to have endurance. And if you're in faith, you don't care how long it takes because you believe you received already. Amen? You don't care. You already believe you receive it. You already take hold. You're already like, yeah, this is mine. I got it. Glory to God. And God said his word, and his word can't fail. Hey, the world's still here, so that means God's word is still here. God's word is doing it. God's word has it. Hallelujah. Amen? And we've got to take hold of it because the word of God is preached. We all know truth. We all know scripture. God's always trying to get it to us. When we're in the midst of something, God's going to bring a word. He's going to bring a scripture to us. He's going to bring a, He's going to bring something that we can hang on to. He always does, especially if you've been coming to this church because all I do is give you the Bible. I'm not going to give you the word of God. So you're going to get things in you just, just a little bit where you go, hey, there's a scripture. And that scripture is going to change your life because that's the way God does. God always brings his word so that we'll get it, believe it and hold his word up to him and he can perform his word in our lives. Amen. You remember in Hebrews chapter 4, remember the children of Israel, the Bible says the word of faith was preached to them just like it's preached to us, but it didn't profit them. Why? Because they didn't mix faith with it. So I want to tie faith into healing and I want to tie faith into praise and worship. I want to tie it in that even when you don't feel like it, even when it doesn't seem like it, glory to God, hallelujah, that's when you offer up the sacrifice of praise. You know, remember what Psalms 50 says, that when we offer the sacrifice, when it's a sacrifice, God honors it. Hallelujah. And what do we have when we have faith in his name? The name of Jesus that's above every name. Thank God for that incredible name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I mean, it's so amazing. You know, because why is that? You think God's this egotistical person that he just, he needs a, he's going to wait. No, okay, I'll just wait till, he, till you get enough over on this side, then I'm going to do something. No, God's always wanting to do something. You know, God's always wanted to do I got to be really careful. I don't get over into Sunday's message. <sighs> Amen. Because it's about the, the, the incredible, unchanging, you know, uh, fatherhood of God. Because it just really irritates me when people talk, talking about my father, you know, God, like he's some mean person. I mean, and when you don't understand, you have no idea about the fatherhood of God, how awesome God is and what God did. I mean, he's righteous, he's just, he's truth. But how, you know, you are that too. You know, I mean, I'm the fun grandpa, so I'm the fun, we play, we do, but the minute they don't listen, or the minute that they do something wrong, I'm not the fun grandpa, I'm not the fun papa, 
They all know it. All of my grandkids know. All of even the little bitty ones that are two and three and four. They all know. Grandpa's a blast, but don't get on Grandpa's bad side because he changes quickly. <laughs> you know, and they've all cried. They all cried. They cry in an instant. I could just I turn around and say, hey, and then Wah! it's like, hey, but that hey is okay. We're done. You gotta, you know, but you know, the amazing thing about it is they listen to Papa. And they listen to Grandpa. <laughs> you know, they know Grammy won't do anything. <laughs> you know. I mean, my gosh. My gosh, you know. She's precious and we love her, but uh, hey, it's sweet. But <laughs> You know, and uh, but you know, but they all know. You know, of course. You know, for the longest time, all I had was boys. See, little boys sometimes the only thing they understand is pain. They don't understand anything else. They think it's worth it. It's worth it. But it's like, okay, we got to deal with it. It's like, whoa, you know. And when you when you're handling, you know, all at the same time, you gotta you gotta have a strong hand. The reason I share that is that God's that way. God loves us so much that He wants to do, He wants to give, and He wants to pour out. And God gave Jesus. God put our, our sickness upon Jesus. He placed it on His stripes. God has made and paid the price for our healing and all. And and it's not this egotistical person thinking, oh, you gotta praise me. Oh, you gotta praise me. Oh, you gotta praise me. No, we praise Him because of what he's already done and we're praising him because of who, how good he is. Amen? I mean, we see this. You know, and if you can understand that God's not withholding anything. Amen? He's not. You need to grab a hold of that. Hallelujah. Because the thing about God is, is that God, God couldn't swear by any other. Remember in Hebrews chapter 6, the Bible says, by two unchangeable or immutable things, the King James says, but two unchangeable things, which is, is God's not a man that he can, God can't lie. Amen. So it was by his oath and his promise that he did these things. So God swore by himself. He said, I'm going to swear on me. You know, we say, I, I, I swear to God, you know, all that thing we put us in the Bible, I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, so help me God, okay? Because God's greater than we are. But God couldn't do that. So God said, hey, I tell you what, I'm going to swear by my oath and by my promise, this is what's going to happen. And you know what God said? God said he's doing that for you and I. And so God's word can't fail because it's like I said, going back to the very thing when you wake up. I, and that may not thrill you, but that thrills me every morning. Every morning I get up, the word of God is still the word of God. God's word is awesome. God's word is awesome. You know what happens? You know the reason that we don't praise and we don't, well, I just don't feel like praising. I just don't feel like, you know why? Because we forget about how great our salvation is. We also forget about the promises of God. We got our eyes fixed on the problems, the difficulties, instead of on the promise. You know, if I promise to say, hey, we're going to get to do something, get, get ready, we're going to go do this, hey, I promise to take you here, I promise to do this, because my word's my bond. You know, I mean, if I promised my kids where they were, hey, we're going to get to do something, they reminded me that I told them we were going to get to do something. They, they were ready. They're looking forward to it. Well, God made some promises in the word of God for you and I. And we look at those and we go, ah, that's nice. Wait a minute. That's a promise from God that cannot fail. Amen? See, sometimes we've got to remind ourselves. Sometimes we've got to stir ourselves up. We've got to stir up the gift of God that's within us. Most people say, well, I just need more faith or I need stronger this or I need stronger that. You know, Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4 talking about Abraham. 
Romans chapter 4 is an amazing chapter. It's a really cool chapter. But the Bible talks about that, that God called those things which be not as though they were. Talking about there in, in Romans four sixteen and 17. And then he turned around and goes on to talk about Abraham. It says that Abraham staggered not at the promise of God, though his body was yet dead. You know, him being 99 years old. Thinking about he's going to be able to have a son. And yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, the Bible says. But it says that Abraham was strong in faith. Right around verse 20. It says, Abraham was strong in faith. Doing what? Doing two things. Abraham was strong in faith. Doing number one, he was giving glory to God. Now, how hard is it to say glory to God? Glory to God. God, glory to God. Glory to God. Not too hard. Abraham's sitting on the couch going, glory to God. That's what he's doing. He said, being strong in faith, giving glory to God. And so he did another thing. Two things that make you strong in faith. One, giving glory to God. One is giving praise. One is, that's how you know the strength of your faith. It's how big your song is. How, how big is the desire huh? and, and, and your heart to do things. Amen? Like I said, even if you're not given the song, then just, then just do psalms. Then just speak out. Amen? But he's giving glory to God. Then he says, and he was fully persuaded that what God had said, God can do. Now let me ask you a question. How many of you believe that what God said he can do, he can do it? It's pretty easy. We all believe that God, whatever God, God said. So Abraham said, I believe that what God said, God can do. Isn't it amazing? Abraham didn't say anything about what he could do. He was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Guess what my part is? Guess what your part is? Giving glory to God. Your part's to praise. Your part's to worship. Our part's to believe. God's part is to do. And we have to believe that what God said he was going to do, he's going to do it. Amen. We make everything so hard. But now listen, why does it call it a sacrifice of praise? Because nobody likes to praise God when they're hurting. Nobody likes to praise God when they're mad and they're frustrated and upset. That's the last thing you want to do. Amen. When you're mad and upset, the last thing you want is a hug. (laughs) Don't look at me like that. But here's the thing. That's when you got to stop and go, oh, time out. This is a great time to praise. This is a great time to rejoice. This is a great time to honor God. This is a great time how to, to let God be God. Amen? Isn't it amazing when Jesus got to Lazarus' tomb, you know, he wept. The Bible says Jesus wept. But you know that after he wept, what did he do? He lifted up his voice. He says, God, I want to thank you. He praised God. He said, God, I want to thank you that you hear me always. Turn to your neighbor and say, guess what? God hears me. Now turn to your other neighbor and tell him, God hears me. Amen. Now see, the amazing thing is when you say that, you kind of go, I don't know if he does or not, but I'm telling you because pastor said I don't want to tell you that. Now, you didn't know God hears my prayers. We're praying to a God that listens. We're not hoping. We're not wishing. God hears me. God talks to me. God speaks to my heart. Amen? We take hold of the word of God. Hallelujah. We got what God When he was standing, Jesus said, Father, I thank you that you hear me always. But just for the sake of all those that are around me, I'm going to say this out loud. Lazarus, come on out of there. <laughs> Amen. He, I mean, he says he thanked God. He said, God, I want to thank you, Father. I want to thank you that you hear me always. 
Because remember, he said he didn't even do anything of himself. He only did what he saw his father do, and he only said what he heard his father say. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. I mean, do you ever wonder if it's about, here's the thing about, people always say, yeah, but just understand the way, you understand what's going on in my life. I just can't. I'm just so overwhelmed. I understand that, but do you ever read the story of Jonah? How many of you have been in the belly of a whale? In the belly of the whale, Jonah prayed. You know, he's, I mean, it's dark. The Bible says that seaweed was wrapped around his head. <laughs> okay? And what the Bible also says, Jonah prayed. He repented. He turned around and said, okay, God, I think you might not help me here. Amen? And I think if Jonah, Jonah can pray in the belly of the whale, we probably all can pray in the midst of our circumstances. I mean, if you ain't got no seaweed hanging on your head, then it's good, okay? You might got some mud, you might got some other things, but hey, praise God, you can do that. You can realize hardly what God is doing. <laughs> but God's speaking to our, why is it so important? Because listen, folks, you know, as the world and as things go on and all of you that are watching and stuff, I mean, still, yeah, the world is, is, is different. It's a new normal for a lot of different folks, but we, we have to have our normal. Our normal doesn't change, okay? But we've got to be the ones that are still worshiping, praying, and excited about life. That God still has need of us. God still has a plan and a purpose. Amen? I mean, you've, you've got to see that. You've got to see that you're still needed. If you don't feel like you're needed in the earth, then you might as well check out. Amen? Because if you're not going to do anything, but you're needed. You're still needed in the earth. Amen? Amen, there's a purpose. Amen? That's, that's what needs to happen, needs to take place. I mean, if you want to check out, check out. But tell us first, okay? I, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. I'm a firm believer. If you want to check out, check out. But don't check out before your time. You don't want Jesus to say, what are you doing here? <laughs> Amen. Now, now let's look at some things. Let's just kind of, I, I just wanted to share, because the, the Spirit of God just said, he says, I want you to share about the praise cure, and I want you to share about praising me, and about man, because we need to be the ones that are excited about Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. I mean, he's coming back. I mean, if you've not heard all the different things that are going on in the world, wow. Wow. There's so many crazy things going on in the world. I mean, I mean, just you can see... Um, the Ezekiel, uh, you know, 39 wars coming to pass. Everybody, the players are just, they're all in position. Everything is coming and doing. They're bringing, the, I mean, it's just, it's all right there, you know. And uh, it's amazing what's, what's transpiring and what we see and what we take place and who's uh, uh, getting in, in, in position. And so don't let that throw you for a loop. Don't let that get you all like, oh, now listen, that's, that's just our finest hour. It's the two-minute warning. It's the last 30 seconds of the game. If you're like, I mean, we are ready. We are going, and we've got the ball in our hands. Hallelujah. And we're going down. Why? Because we're going down to finish this thing. We're going to bring back the king. Hallelujah. It's going to be an awesome, awesome time. Hallelujah. Yeah, the earth is going to get bad. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of things. But glory to God, we, hallelujah, are going to be taken up out of here. And we want to take as many people as we can. We want to see a harvest. We want to see people born into the kingdom of God, just reaching one more. Amen? That's our heart's cry. That's our heart's desire to do. We've got to do that. Hallelujah. And, and uh, so we've got to be, you know, full of life. We've got to be prosperous. We've got to be blessed. So why? So that we can take care of everybody else around us. Amen? 
Because they're going to run. The Gentiles, they're going to run and ask the reason of the hope that's within us. Hallelujah. You know, and just like I said, everybody's always looking for hope. And have you know, we, we have the hope. Amen. We have hope. <laughs> We've got hope. I mean, you know, aren't you glad you got the best cure in the world, which is the name of Jesus, the word of God, the spirit of God. Hallelujah. We've got all the wonderful, 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 wonderful things. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And uh, aren't you glad that we've got the answers? And if we'll trust the word of God, God's word will work. You know, I, I don't know about you, but you know, my, my mom, she's from Oklahoma. And so, you know, she had a lot of home remedies. You know, she had a lot of concoctions when I was growing up. We never, you know, I mean, she did, uh, you know, when my mom, you know, she always thought she was a nurse. And it wasn't until she was 50 years old and had to go and then became a nurse at 50 years old. But anyways, uh, so I went back to school and did everything and passed. But, uh, but while I was growing up, I mean, we had to, it was amazing, all the different things that you, you did and the concoctions that she would come up with and fix and do. Uh, it's a wonder that any of us are alive, but uh, we're alive, you know, and it, it worked. you got better fast because you didn't, you didn't care how sick you were. You just didn't want to take the medicine. <laughs> Amen. But, you know, so, um, there's, but there are things that actually work too. I, I'm going to give her some credit here. There were things that actually worked. Some things that actually, you know, applied. And the reason being is because there, there, there is some things. God put some healing things into, into, into things that he, that he did. So it was, an, it was an amazing, amazing stuff. But one of the things about it is, is that when we look and see about worshiping and praising God, all through the Old Testament, all through, God, God used praise and worship as she shared in the song tonight. And that's what just really hit me. Because our praise is a weapon. The, you know, the first song she was singing about. And, and, what a, and the wonderful thing is, is it fixes all of your anxieties. Prayer and praise is the biggest key, folks. When, when things are going crazy, that's when you just need to f- fall on your knees, pray, fellowship with God, and then begin to worship and praise and magnify the Lord. How did they let God give you a song? And here's the thing about it. Even if you don't remember and you start off with the first, and you just mix it all up, because that's what I do. I mix all of them up. I make them up. It's awesome. Torments those that are musicians. I don't care. Because I'm not singing to you. I'm not, you know, glory to God. I'm writing my own song. Hallelujah, my own tune. I might have five different tunes. Who cares? And I'm off key. It doesn't matter because it's between me and God. He said I make a joyful noise and he likes it. Amen. Because we love it. We see little kids, you know, we see little babies, you know, that are one and they start doing something and they they sound terrible. We oh, it's so amazing, it's so awesome. That's the way God looks at you and I. He just loves that you actually made a noise. That you actually acknowledged him. That you actually want him to help you. You know? Because when you begin to praise and worship, you begin to give thanks, it changes your whole perspective. All of a sudden, you get God on the scene. God begins to do it. I mean, the greatest story, and let's close on this story here. The greatest story is King Jehoshaphat in the Old Testament in Second Chronicles 20.20 when he talks about all of a sudden they're, they're, they're doing, he calls a big fast, everybody's praying, and the prophet gets up and says, the battle's not yours but the Lord's. You know, so go out and be blessed. And then King Jehoshaphat gets up and he said, hey, listen, let's believe the prophet, so shall we prosper. Let's believe the Lord, so shall we be established. So Jehoshaphat believes it so much that what does he do? He takes all the worshipers and the praisers. He said, y'all going out first. 
Man, that's when you don't want to be on the worship team, man. You want to, but he said, now here we go. You do all this. Here's what we're going to do. But they began to praise and to worship. And while they were praising and worshiping God, what happened? God set ambushes and wiped out everybody that was there. And when you get down, they finally get to the battlefield. And the Bible says they were all, it took them four days, four whole days to, to bring back all the spoil. They had to keep going back and forth. It took them four days to bring, bring back the spoil. There was so much that was there. And it was because of praise. And when the praisers were singing and worshiping, they were singing, what did the, the army say? Oh, they've, they've hired this, they've hired that. And they began to kill each other. And it causes derision. See, that's where the enemy, you say, well, why is that so, so important? Because the enemy doesn't understand. He's like trying to bombard you. He's trying to get you to complain. He's trying to get you to throw in the towel. He's trying to get you to quit. And then you're praising God. He says, you done lost your mind. You say, yep, glory to God, I did. I lost my mind. I'm not going by what my understanding is. I'm worshiping. I'm magnifying God. I'm allowing God. Hallelujah. I'm thanking God. Hallelujah for what he's done. Glory to God. Amen. Because you realize that you are somebody. Amen. Amen. That's why I said, turn to your person and tell them, you know what? God hears me. Because here's one of the biggest things. And I share this because that was one of the biggest things even with my mom. I, you know, she listened. But it's like when you don't think that you're needful or don't think that there's any more purpose on the earth, well, then you do want to just quit and die. But when you feel like there's a purpose, when you know that you are somebody and that you have something and you're going somewhere, then you have a purpose to live. See, that's the thing about it. Before you can check out, you got to say, wait a minute, did you ask Jesus if you could come yet? You better do that before you go because he's going to be the one you got to meet. So it's good to ask him first if you're supposed to be there. At this time, we know you're going to go. We know you want to get there, and you're going. But are you going before your time? Amen. And the more that you begin to praise and worship, the more that you begin to allow that song to rise up within, the more that you're acknowledging His love for you. Amen. You know, amen, amen. Just as we get it right here, just a second. When you acknowledge His love, because I know I lost my joy. I've lost my joy. I've lost my laugh. I lost, you know, a reason to live. But you, the key is, in order to come out of that, though, is you've got to get your, get your laugh back. You've got to get your joy back. You've got to get your peace back. And you've got to get your praise back. Hallelujah. And you've got to stir it up. Because if you don't, you know, and, and there's times she'll, she'll say, there's been times even in the short period of time that, that we've been married, so, she'll say, well, you're not as joyful as you used to be or something. And I'd be like, because I, what I'm doing is I'm thinking. I'm trying to figure everything out. You know, I'm under a little bit of stress. <laughs> I know you guys don't get stressed, but this stress. It's like, can I handle this? Got this going on, that, you know. But what happens is, is when you do that, and I got to go, okay, time out. Why am I carrying this? The Bible says that I'm supposed to cast all of my care over onto the Lord because he cares for me. So I said, well, that sounds easy. No, it ain't easy. It's hard. I mean, I've thrown it up and pulled it back, thrown it up, pulled it back. I says, well, how do you do that? God, I give it to you. Oh, my gosh, what am I going to do about this? Oh, I'm going to give it to you. Man, but what about over here? Oh, now, see, none of you never do that, but I do because I'm thinking, okay, God, I can figure this out myself. 
not good. I say, okay, Lord, you take care of it. You figure out that which you want me to work with, let's work on it. But I've got to give it to him. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Go ahead. Think not it to be a small thing that when you lift your voice, because it is your voice that is your address in the spiritual realm. It is your address that comes down to the spot that you need. So think it not a small thing when you lift your voice in praise and in worship and in thanksgiving. Because when you begin to lift your voice, that is when you call me on the scene. The Lord says, that is when you are saying, I believe that I am there and I'm welcome to come and to intervene on your behalf, on what you're asking, because you're declaring and you're saying, I'm not allowing that which is going on around me to stop me from giving my praise to the one, to the one who can come and fix and do all of the things that you need. Oh, don't look to the impossibility of what goes on around you. Don't look at the the difficulty of of the task and the difficulty of how and how it could be done or how it can be because that's not your job to figure out the how it's not your job to get back and to understand the why it's your job to believe and to magnify me says the lord and to honor me and allow me to come and to move and to manifest and to be that which you need me to be but it's your voice that you begin to lift. And oh, just as John the Baptist was the voice of one crying in the wilderness as he lifted up, crying for the coming of the Lord and preparing the way uh, of the Lord Jesus to go forth and to do. You have a voice as one crying in a wilderness. And yes, it's a wilderness that is out here. There's a wilderness. But oh, hallelujah, I prepare you a table in the presence of your enemy and in the desert. I watch it bloom and come up and and bring all the needs that you have and fulfill the desires of your heart. Because as you delight in me, says the Lord, as you delight in me and as you praise and thank me for what I have done and what I'm going to do in your lives, as you magnify me, as you do, as you delight in me, then I give you the desires of your heart. There are things that I've said and done, things that I've spoken forth, that now is the time and this is the hour. But it's going to come forth by your praising and by your worshiping and by your thanksgiving and allowing that you are believing that what I promised is yours right now. If what you've been believing and standing and getting ready to receive, if, if you have it right now, how would you praise? How would you rejoice? How would you act? 
how, what would be the, your, your demeanor, what would be your attitude if you received that which you've been believing. And see, that is where faith comes in. That's where faith comes in. See, faith believes it receives when it prays. Faith believes that it receives, and so faith is what causes rejoicing. Faith is what causes you to praise. Faith, because you have faith in me to know that I'm working, that I'm working, that I'm working, that I'm working. Even when you don't think I'm working, I'm working. I have a plan, and it will come to pass, and it will be that which he, he, I have spoken forth, says the Lord. So now is the time to lift up your heads. Now it's not time to hang down. Lift up your heads. Look up. Look up because your redemption draws nigh. And all you will see, you will see that this latter time is going to be far greater than any former time that you've ever had. You will see. You will see because time is short. Time is so short. But all the joy that is set before us, the joy that is set before us, So rejoice, so praise, so give thanks, hallelujah. So allow me to be that which I want to be in these last days. Because I've raised up a remnant and I've raised you up for this time and for this hour. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father, we believe that. I believe that. I believe you have raised us up. I believe you've called us. You've called us to be the voice uh, and to declare and to, and to praise and to worship and, and to thank you. Yeah, the enemy comes in like a flood. He tries to bombard, tries to rob, tries to do so many things. But Father, thank God that we raise up a standard, that we raise up and we declare glory to God. When it looks like we're surrounded like Jehoshaphat was, glory to God. The battle's not ours, but the Lord's. Hallelujah. You are our defender. You are our God. Lord, we honor you for that, and we thank you for it now. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So be it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, I believe that. I do believe that. I believe that, man, that he's doing some supernatural things for us. He wants to just keep us moving in that direction. Amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Harvest Bible Church in Stockton, California. If you live in the area, we would love to have you join us at one of our services on Sundays and Wednesdays. You can check us out at harvestbibleonline.org for location and times. We hope to see you soon.